5. The Sugar Factory If you eat more sweets than you need, then an exceedingly detailed and flawless system in your body goes into action to prevent your blood sugar level from rising. 1. First, the pancreas cells detect sugar molecules from among the millions of molecules in the blood and separate them from the others. Moreover, they decide whether there are too many of these molecules or too few, literally counting their number. How can invisibly small cells without eyes or a brain possess criteria for the proper level of sugar molecules in the blood? That's a matter requiring reflection. Two if the pancreas cells determine that there's more sugar in the blood than needed, they move to store this surplus sugar. However, they do not perform this storage themselves, but order it to be carried out by other cells at a considerable distance away. 3. These distant cells do not normally store sugar until they receive a command to do so when the pancreatic cells emit a hormone that instructs them to begin storing sugar. The formula for this hormone, known as insulin, has been recorded in their DNA since the instant when pancreas cells first came into existence. For special enzymes or worker proteins in the pancreatic cells decipher this formula and produce insulin in line with its instructions. Hundreds of enzymes, each with different jobs, work together in its production. 5. The insulin produced is sent to the target cells by way of the blood, the body's most reliable and fastest transportation network. Some of these target cells lie in the liver. 6. The liver cells receive the insulin's command to store sugar and obey unconditionally. Chemical gates that permit the sugar molecules to enter the cells are opened. 7. However, these gates do not open at random. The storage cells in the liver distinguish only sugar molecules from among hundreds of different molecules in the bloodstream, and then catch and imprison them inside themselves. 8. The liver cells never disobey a command reaching them. They never misinterpret that command, or trap the wrong substances, or store excessive sugar. They work with enormous discipline and self-sacrifice. Therefore, when you drink a cup of tea with too much sugar in it, this extraordinary system goes into action and stores the surplus sugar in your liver. If this system did not function properly, then your blood sugar levels would rise rapidly and you would enter a diabetic coma, commonly resulting in death. 9. This is such a perfect system that it can also work in the opposite direction when necessary. If the sugar in your blood falls below normal levels, the pancreas cells produce another hormone, known as glucagons, which tells the cells that were formerly storing sugar to release it. The cells obey this command and release the sugar they had stored. How can cells with no brains, nervous systems, eyes or ears flawlessly come up with such complex calculations and functions? How can these unconscious assemblages of protein and fat molecules perform tasks that are beyond the capability of educated human beings? What is the source of this awareness exhibited by unconscious molecules? Of course, these events are just a few of the countless proofs of the existence and might of God, Lord of the universe and of all living things. In verses God states, God him from whom nothing is hidden, either on earth or in heaven. It is he who forms you in the womb however he wills. There is no deity but him, the Almighty, the All-Wise. Quran chapter 3 verse 5 to 6. 6. Emergency assistance the hormone adrenaline. 
In times of fear or danger, there is a molecule that helps every human being, adrenaline. For example, this hormone puts the brain of a pilot whose plane has engine trouble into a state of alarm. It sends more blood and sugar to his brain cells, enabling the pilot to exercise greater care and attention. At the same time, it raises his pulse and blood pressure, enabling him to be more alert and react more quickly. It gives the muscles extra strength, raises the level of sugar in the bloodstream, and thus enables the pilot to generate the extra energy he needs. This miraculous hormone produced and stored by the adrenal glands possesses many properties and is a proof of God's sublime knowledge and immaculate creation. How does adrenaline give rise to these effects? When danger arises, the equivalent of an alarm button is pressed in the body. The brain issues a lightning-fast command to the adrenal glands. Cells inside the gland enter a state of activation and secrete adrenaline molecules. Entering the bloodstream, these molecules are distributed to various regions of the body. The adrenaline molecules thus released broaden the blood vessels, leading to such vital organs as the brain, heart, and muscles. In this way, these organs thus obtain the extra oxygen and nutrients they require to cope with an emergency. Note 5. As the adjustments performed by the adrenaline widen blood vessels leading to the heart, brain and muscles, they also narrow those going to the liver and skin. The body is thus given the support it needs in the best possible manner. There is another reason for the skin to receive less blood. This way, any risk of blood loss in the event of injury is reduced to a minimum. The pallor appearance of someone who is terrified or extremely excited arises from less blood being pumped to the skin at that moment. Note 6. The vessels leading to the heart or brain are never narrowed by mistake, and those leading to the liver or skin are never expanded. The adrenaline molecule does its job very well. The diameters of the hundreds of blood vessels in the body, and the amount of blood transmitted by these, and to where, are all regulated by a hormone, in quantities too small to be detected with ordinary senses. Adrenaline has a different significance for every organ it encounters. When going to the blood vessels, it expands them, and when it goes to the heart, it accelerates the contraction of the muscle cells there. In this way, the heart beats faster, and the muscles obtain the extra circulation they need to produce extra strength. When the adrenaline molecule reaches muscle cells, it enables them to contract more powerfully. Adrenaline molecules arriving at the liver command cells there to release more sugar into the blood. The level of sugar in the bloodstream thus rises, and the muscles obtain the extra fuel they require. This very small adrenaline molecule knows very well what it has to do, and when, and never places the human body into a state of alarm so long as it perceives no need. In addition, it never forgets what kind of command it must issue to the different cells it encounters. Moreover, this all goes to show that this hormone is very well acquainted with the cells and organs and their functions. Nor does it ever make a mistake over when the state of alarm needs to come to an end, or the body might suffer irreparable damage due to overstimulation. However, this tiny molecule functions in apparent knowledge of this responsibility. How can a molecule consisting of a few atoms combined in a specific sequence which is inanimate, unconscious and possesses no brain or eyes exhibit such intelligent, organized and rapid behavior? 
Is it possible for all these actions to take place through the intelligence and will of a quantity of fluid too small to be seen with the naked eye? Of course not. Everything we have described here is simply evidence that proves that God has created every molecule in our bodies, which molecules act according to the power, will, control and command of Almighty God at every moment, throughout the course of our lives. Almighty God manifests His might, power, and the sublime knowledge and intelligence in His creation at all times and in all places. As God reveals in the Quran, What is in the heavens and in the earth belongs to God. God encompasses all things. Quran chapter 4 verse 126 7. The lysosomal enzymes that purify the body over the course of a day, many processes of which we are totally unaware take place in our bodies. Our cells carry out these processes flawlessly. Inside these 100 trillion or so cells, there are many structures that know their duties very well. Some generate energy, others proteins, while still others engage in transportation or are used as storage depots. One of these structures in the cell is the lysosome, which can be described as the cell's grinding machine. Thanks to the enzymes given off by this organelle, a number of degradation processes take place in the body. The enzymes released by lysosome destroy cells that no longer serve any purpose. Besides breaking down or puncturing the membrane surrounding a cell's structure, they also destroy down certain cells that constantly grow inside the body. This degradation process that lysosome performs is of enormous importance to the body. As the baby develops in a pregnant woman, for example the womb expands many times larger than its original, normal size. This is essential for a healthy baby to be born. However, after the baby is born there is no further need for the womb to be so capacious, this excessively expanded organ now needs to be returned to its former size for the health of the body. The lysosome enzymes help carry out this process. When the birth process is finished, certain cell lysosomes are alerted and, since they have an excellent knowledge of their jobs, they immediately begin secreting the necessary enzymes, which rapidly shrink the womb to 1 40th of its former size in 10 days following the birth. The womb thus begins to revert to its former dimensions. There are also lysosome enzymes in the head portion of sperm cells. Sperms use these enzymes to degrade and thus, to pierce the microscopic protective sheath surrounding the egg, and allow the sperm to enter in and achieve fertilization. As can clearly be seen from these examples, every mechanism in your body works in such a way as to complement the others. In addition to the system that permits the womb to grow and swell during pregnancy, there is also another one that returns it to its former state. Similarly, an enzyme that can dissolve the sheath protecting the egg has been especially located inside the head of each sperm. Yet Darwinists have become so far removed from reason and logic that they can even claim that this interconnected system arose as the result of various coincidences and then continued to function in its perfect manner. That these mechanisms, with their perfect workings, function in harmony with the systems in the body as a whole is just one of the proofs of the flawless nature of God's creation. In Surat Al-Anam, Quran Chapter 6, God states that That is God, your Lord. There is no God but Him, the Creator of everything. So worship Him. He is responsible for everything.
Quran chapter 6 verse 102 8. The flawless system that regulates blood pressure The moment blood pressure falls, a flawless system in your body goes into action. In the same way that smoke detectors are specially designed to recognize the particles emitted by fire, this alarm system goes into operation only when there is a drop in blood pressure. Low blood pressure may give rise to a very dangerous state of affairs. Therefore, the moment such a drop is detected, a series of measures need to be taken in order to raise it back up again. These measures can be detailed as follows. 1. Blood vessels must be constricted. This, in turn, will raise blood pressure, in rather the same way that water emerges under higher pressure when a garden house is squeezed. 2. More water must be absorbed from the kidneys and released into the bloodstream. 3. The individual must be made to drink water as quickly as possible. But how does all this happen? Yet another matchless system has been located in the depths of the human body. The moment that blood pressure, or the level of sodium in the bloodstream, falls, certain cells in the kidneys take notice. These cells that sound the alarm are the juxtaglomerular, JGA, cells, which secrete a special substance called renin, note 7. The way that cells are able to determine that blood pressure or sodium levels have fallen is a miracle in itself. More important, however, is the cell's secretion of renin, because that is the first stage in a long chain of production. In blood plasma, there is a protein that normally has no effect as it circulates around in the bloodstream. This is angiotensinogen, which is produced in the liver. Here begins the first stage of an utterly amazing plan. That is because angiotensinogen and renin which serve no purpose on their own and by themselves have been specially designed to combine with one another, in the same way that the components of a machine are often designed so as to be able to be linked to one another. Another point here calls for reflection and astonishment. Kidney cells and liver cells are far distant from one another in the body. How is it that in producing one element of a compound, renin, another organ will produce the other element of the compound, angiotensinogen, to fit it and how is it the two will be mutually complementary? It is definitely impossible for this to happen by chance, as evolutionists would have us believe. No doubt that each has been created under the inspiration of Almighty God. Renin alters the structure of the angiotensinogen molecule, as a result of which an entirely new molecule emerges angiotensini. Renin plus angiotensinogen equals angiotensini. But this newly emerging molecule has no effect, because the chain of production is not yet complete. An enzyme by the name of ACE, found in the lungs and serving solely to break down the angiotensinine molecule now enters the equation. Thanks to this enzyme, angiotensinine turns into yet a different molecule, angiotensin II. Angiotensinine plus the ACE enzyme equals angiotensin II. Once again, we need to step back and reflect. Two different molecules produced by the kidney and liver cells have combined with each other, and a new molecule has emerged. Lung cells, which are totally unconnected to the kidney and liver cells, produce another enzyme that will perfectly attach to this new molecule. In addition, they produce this enzyme long before the molecules in question have combined together. 
But how do lung cells produce the most appropriate enzyme for an event that has not yet taken place to bind with a substance that has not yet been manufactured? How do they know the formula for an enzyme that will convert one molecule into another? No doubt is the incomparable God who inspires this knowledge in the lung cells. The enzyme angiotensin II has two vital functions, first, to ensure the constriction of the blood vessels. Angiotensin II stimulates the muscles around the blood vessels and sets the mechanism that provides the contraction yet another proof of flawless creation. The muscles are thus contracted, the diameter of the blood vessels is reduced and blood pressure is elevated. This is the first intended outcome. The second major duty of angiotensin II is to call to duty the miraculous hormone aldosterone. When the angiotensin II reaches the adrenal cells, it commands them to secrete aldosterone. This is yet further proof of the flawless nature of the all-over blueprint, because the aldosterone will affect the kidneys, causing them to reabsorb the water in urine and release that water back into the bloodstream. In this way, the volume of blood will rise, together with blood pressure, which is the second desired outcome. Angiotensin II, produced as a result of communal labor among the kidney, liver and lungs, has another very important function, to stimulate into action a special region of the brain known as the thirst region. However, there is a major obstacle facing angiotensin II. That is because in order to protect the brain, a very selective system that makes passage from the blood to the brain tissue difficult, known as the blood-brain barrier. But there are one or two points in the brain in which this system is not present, one being the thirst center. Thanks to this special creation, the thirst center is stimulated and the individual develops an urge to drink, note 8. The substances produced by the kidneys, lung and liver jointly, and in accord with a rearranged blueprint are combined in a regular manner, as a result of which they ensure the secretion of a hormone that causes blood pressure to rise. To achieve this, the cells of the kidneys, lungs and liver have to join forces and establish a coalition. When blood pressure falls, this consortium of organs must investigate what needs to be done. Then, as a result of this investigation, the coalition has to decide on the ideal solution, which is narrowing the diameter of the blood vessels and also ensuring the secretion of the hormone aldosterone. Then, these organs again must cooperate to carry out lengthy research and analyze the anatomies and working systems of the adrenal glands and muscle cells around the blood vessels. They then must determine a molecular project to contract these vessels and for the miraculous formula of angiotensin II to stimulate the adrenal glands to secrete aldosterone. The last job that needs to be done is determining how this final molecule is to be produced. During the production stage, each organ must assume a responsibility. Duties must be shared out in a three-stage assembly plan within the framework of the production plan already drawn up in advance. The renal cells must decide to produce renin, the liver cells to produce angiotensinogen, and the lung cells to produce ACE and the task of distribution must be completed. Finally, the process must be brought to an end and the cells must return to their original locations. Every part of this system is full of marvels calling for further consideration. Every cell in the human body has been created for a particular task, equipped with special attributes and specially positioned exactly where it needs to best carry out its task. 
Our Lord has created all the events that take place in the human body, and every detail in that body is just one of the proofs of His infinite knowledge. As Almighty God has revealed in the Quran, any mercy God opens up to people, no one can withhold, and any He withholds, no one can afterwards release. He is the Almighty, the All Wise. Quran Chapter 35 Verse 2